Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally, the scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's whole press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love. But to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon fruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. Hey, everybody. It's Jess. Hi, Jess. I'm Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara Beauty Podcast. So here is the scoop. Today, we are talking about scalp health. It does not oh. sound sexy. It does not sound glamorous, but it is so important if you want sexy, glamorous hair. All right. You know what can make it sexy and glamorous? Scalp massage. Everybody just take okay, a minute. Now, now, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, now we have out. you. Uh, yeah. Now we have you. You're at the mm. bowl. Whoever ended up shampooing your hair, they have magic fingers. Yeah. Get there. Okay. The reason we're going there is the mm. lovely, amazing Bridget Hill. She's the scalp therapist. Um, she's a lot more than that, actually. She was so much fun. Oh my gosh, we had a blast. We really did. She's a great person. She's a good human. I could have talked to her a whole other, like a couple hours. And she's going to be in New York soon. So we're going to hang out with her. But yeah. she's a stylist and colorist with more than 20 years experience. She's worked at big salons in New York, for example, like Garen, Oscar Blondie, Paul Lebrecht. She was also the creative director for the Four Seasons in Palm Beach, Florida. She's based in Florida right now. In 2016, she became a certified trichologist. And we'll get into what that means because you might have seen that word around in beauty circles. Um, and she'll talk about her training, what she does for clients when they're in her chair. And this is the coolest part. 
what she does for clients who can't get into her chair because she has a virtual scalp therapy system for you guys. So people anywhere in the world could get her help. Um, that's at rootcausescalpanalysis.com. I'll put a link uh, in the show notes and in the blog so you can find her if what she's saying means something to you or you're having trouble with your hair or scalp. Maybe even if you're not, as we discuss, like even healthy hair needs scalp maintenance. So she's going to explain everything to us. We're just going to have a fun chat. It might not be sexy. Moments of it will be sexy, but it will be informative. I'm so excited for this interview. It's what you need to know. If you care about your hair in the long game, in the short term, and the long game, you need to listen to this episode. 100%. All right, let's do it. Okay, Bridget, welcome to Fat Mascara. I know you're a stylist and colorist and you've been one and one for years, but we're having you on to talk about scalps specifically and scalp health. What sparks your whole interest in focusing on that? It was personal. I was battling myself personally when I moved to New York in 1998. And I was on my third round of like getting cortisone shots from a dermatologist because I was having this crazy ball spots that were exposing in my head. And I had no idea. Everyone was like, it's stress-related. It's stress-related, of course, with a three-year-old moving to New York, starting over, mm. pursuing my dream as an assistant. Yeah, that's real. But by the time, like, third cortisone shot in, like, 18 months, I just knew enough. And because I came out of the Aveda training, so, like, I think I'm this spiritual goddess, you know, so evolved with my stress. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm balanced. Something was <laughs> triggering, and I just could not figure it out. And I was having a conversation with my mom, and she wasn't sharing with me. She was, like, perimenopausal, kind of going through her own thyroid issues. Like, literally, it was because I was personally dealing with it. Reached out to my mom. My mom was dealing with it, but she was battling a lot of hormonal things. And then it led to us having mm -hmm. a conversation about my grandmother. And it made us be like, oh my gosh, grandma's been in wigs for years. No one even knows what her hair looks like. Oh, right? Wow. Connection. And that is when I was like, my vanity and my ego will not allow me being bald and not have any deal with hair. So it became a personal journey. And I was like, what's up with this scalp thing? And at the time, I was at Garen in New York, and most of the assistants, mm -hmm. I was a young assistant, but the assistants would travel over to Europe for, like, the, for Fashion Week, and they would come back with these boxes of Kerastase, because Kerastase at that point was, like, the drugstore brand in London and in, in France, mm -hmm. and Viviscal. And all the models were taking Viviscal, which at that point had not even entered the U.S. market. And I was like, oh, why do they, their unhealthiness, their dietary habits, a lot of them were unhealthy at the time, but the Viviscal was like mm -hmm. the go-to that everybody was using. That started me investigating on supplements and hair loss and those issues. So that was the trigger for me. It was personal. Got it. So, okay, you are actually a trichologist. Yes. Now, what is that, what does that word mean? So trichology is the study of abnormal scalp and hair conditions. It's based off of the word trichos, which is the Greek derivative of hair, meaning of hair. So trichology mm. is a paramedical science. And I think that's so important. It's, it's also, I consider it, because it has such value and because there is such opportunity that things that are not regulated, you're going to come into a lot of issues. I'm, we can go in that in the U.S. market. But remember, like, a lot of things in Europe and before, like, outside of the American, like, capitalistic way, there was about apprenticing and experiencing and existing. You know, they had very, um, and all of these from any type of craft or art form you were in, be it uh, if you were a carpenter or you were a steel maker, or, you know, there's always a, an apprenticeship behind that. So trichology mm -hmm. in the early 1900s almost was like this medical science because you got to think about the royalty or just the, the levels of affluence. You know, the women did things to like in a shop. They took care of their skin. Mm -hmm. There was that aspect to it. So trichology was all about this hair medical science that was about keeping healthy, beautiful hair even though they did adorn them in wigs. And I think there is something to that, which we can talk about later, that protective aspect to styling. But there was a science and almost like this whole, you know, curation of hair of hair and, and hair care. And trichology did come out of that. Um, what has happened as it's evolved is that as science has evolved, because scalp and hair are not very well supported in the medical community, 
that is creates an issue, right? So a lot of the scout knowledge and information is literally happening in real time, which is exciting, but it also makes us have to leave space to recognize this is new. So it's going to change, it's going to be fast, it's going to be quick, you know? Question for you. You, yes. you said, you know, that there's not a lot of scalp information. I don't know exactly how you phrased it, but you said like that there's, there's a, a gap in information when it comes to scalp. Why is that? That's very strange. We all have one. We all care a lot about our hair. I don't think that's an overstatement. You know, men certainly care a lot about it. Women certainly care a lot about it. Why would the scalp be this sort of like afterthought in the medical community? I love this conversation because it's a non-essential tissue. You do not need your scalp to survive. You do not need your scalp to breathe. None of your major organs or things for life are required. It's non... Our hair, the things that we obsess over, this multi-billion dollar industry. Remember, we're these amazing living creature cells that regenerate. Our hair, as much as I love it and is my lifeline, we don't need it. So why would we? We can live a beautiful, healthy life. So to that degree, like, I get it. Do you know what I mean? From like, why would we? But we're now at a point where I think what we don't recognize or how I approach it is that it's the first signification from a health perspective that something is wrong or something is changing Mm -hmm. or something is off. So for me, the excitement is, what if we did give it attention? Because because of it's it's not essential, when it begins to deteriorate, something is happening inside. Because when it's thirst, when it's thriving and it's nourished and it's healthy, you don't even think about it. It's only when something goes wrong or there's a shift. And it's not always a wrong thing. It could be a shift from an exciting, you get pregnant or, you know, that you're, you're working out a lot and your body's shifting. It's, it could be a positive, but there's a shift in the body and the hair responds. That's the magic that I think of like fiber. And that's what gets me all excited about sure. it. So let's talk about when somebody comes to see you. First of all, how does somebody see go find a trichologist? Like, where do they even know how to find one? Where do, you know, tell me about that journey. And then what is the experience like when they, you know, land at the trichologist's office? So again, I'm going to preface all of this by the excitement and just fact. We got to keep it 100 about what this is, what this trichology world, which is so necessary. And there are Mm -hmm. some brilliant minds out here and some brilliant practitioners that are doing things from so many different places in so many different ways. I'm a holistic practitioner. I go up front about that. I I do believe that there is a place for prescription. I do believe there's a place for dermatology. I do believe there's a place for like cortisone, but that is not my practice. When I feel that that is a need, I feel centered to be able to surround myself around the practitioners that I feel to recommend to people if there's something outside Mm, of a scope. That's required where there's sometimes where you've got to get medical prescription involved. You can't avoid that. But I say Mm -hmm. that to say that from a trichology point of view, I think we're all finding out independent ways of like what feels natural for us and what feels great for us as a practitioner. So I'm only going to give you my experience. And in my experience, I'm coming from first and foremost, I'm a a visual girl. I'm an artist. So I'm coming from the disappreciation of fabric. And hair, like hair is important to me. So healthy, shiny, beautiful hair, no matter what happens, like that's how I'm always thinking because that's my passion. The health part of it as a trichologist, I'm also like a spirit baby. I want to do things as natural and let the body do it first. I don't ever want to master what outside the body can do because I know there are people out there that are great at it. So I'm like, let's see what the body can do. Let's see what the right lifestyle changes, habit changes. What can I do and empower you to do? Be like, this is really no big deal. Don't learn your body. Let's change your hair care routine. That's where I come from. And I also come from a place of empathy of recognizing that because I, because I live with it, I know what it's like to have bald spots in my head. I know what it's like to have to figure out to wake up in the morning. And I know what it's like to figure out, girl, you've been slipping get back on your regimen, you're inflamed. Like, I, I I live with that. So I have this approach to me that I recognize, um, I recognize the empathy and like, it's just not, it's just not as easy. And you, it is a big deal. And a lot of times doctors and dermatologists make it not a big deal, but I know it's a big deal. What do you mean they make it not a big deal? Oh, because doctors are like, they don't care about, and, and I don't say this for all of them because what, what doctors have said to me is, 
If someone's complaining about their hair falling out, it's Pat. I don't care about that. I need to figure out why they're here. And that's yeah. a real. Oh, but fact you're like, let's them. deal with the like, let's deal with the fact that their hair is falling. Like, yes. They want to get to the root cause. Yes. But the, you're like, let's deal with the freaking why, issue that we're exactly like, what what are what okay. is what is any possible root cause that could be triggering it? There probably are some triggers. And the other thing with trichology and hair is that. What is good for the body, because it's a non-essential tissue, All the, when we get our medical and our blood reports and everyone will be like, oh, but I'm healthy and I'm normal through the lens of mm-hmm. your general well-being, not the lens of mm-hmm. trichology. There are different levels of your vitamins that we look at. We look at the, your ferritin levels, your iron levels, your vitamin D levels, your zinc levels. Wait, can levels. I pause you? So are you, you will sometimes do blood testing for those things or you, and then a camera looks at the scalp, like what's the actual examination? If I that you need do? blood work, I then have them go and give them specific I tests see. and panels that I need for them to, re- to present to but me. But if they sit down in your chair, the first thing I, it sounds like is a lot of talking, but then do you get up close and personal with the scalp? I do. How's that I, go? Use a, I use a capilloscope or a dermoscope when I'm literally magnifying the scalp to see what is happening at that root from a very, it's just a high magnified image. And also, I'm asking a lot of front-end questions that people don't think about that allow me to then, I'm already forming, even just based on your age, your ethnicity, or have you had children? Like, there's so many things that a trichologist is thinking about that really, when you're going to any medical practitioner, and definitely not, not your stylist, you're not putting the things together. What are some of those hot questions? Like, what are some of those, like, detective questions that like, you're like, I bet you they're not asking this at the, you know, at the doctors or the hairstylists. Love this. Do you suffer from eczema or any skin issues on your body previously? Have you had any drastic weight loss and change in your body? Are you on birth control? Do you menstruate regularly? Men, do you drink protein in your regular smoothie when you work out, everyday muscle, muscle man? Uh, muscle man, have you, how much fiber and how much green are you putting into your body in relation to the amount of protein that you're mm. take in taking? There's so many things that we know and that, and, and it's it's past some of that anecdotal stage. That's the exciting part because it's, we, we, we left like a whole journey out of like where it is now, but we are finally right. getting people, even though they're privately funded, we're getting the excitement of people actually testing and doing clinical studies where we're passing that anecdotal stage. Now people are really putting real dollars behind research and studies, and that is where we're underfunded. That is what makes this space so confusing, because you are right. We can't clinically, scientifically prove much of anything in scalp. So when you get bad characters, it's bad. But when you get great characters, the people that are out here like us, that like every week there's something new. Oh my gosh, Jennifer and Jessica, I can't tell you the amount of information that I could literally sit in front of a computer all day and just read some, and just get more discovery on clinicals all over the globe. And I think that's what's happening and that's what's exciting. And that's why we can't underestimate the connections that are really being made and being proven. Yeah, no, this is obviously why trichologists are here because they connect the dots for a lot of different areas of study that people might not think to. Could we get into a little bit some of the issues that, might bring a client to your chair and what you think about and how you help them depending on those issues. I have a couple examples for you, if that's Let's okay. Let's go, yes. Um, one we hear about a lot from our listeners, and I'm sure you get a lot, is hair loss and hair thinning. Now, I know it's all personalized what you do, and there could be multiple causes, different types of hair loss, but just talking in general about a diffused, all over, generalized hair loss, what could be going on there? And what do you? what are your first round of like treatment for that. Love that. Anything diffuse is always going to be nutritional and hormonal, period, the end. Mm. So I'm always, when I see that, it's nutrition, that's, I'm sticking right there. And then it becomes very individualized and personal. But any diffuse hair loss is nutritional or hormonal. That could be stress-induced. That can be medicationally induced. That can even be like healthy things. You figured out that you were depleting on something, depleted on something, and then you put something in the body and the hair, the cycles are like balancing out. So diffuse hair loss, hormonal, nutritional. And that's always first and foremost making individualized connections. At that point, I go in deeper into 
what is um, what they're sharing with me from their gynecological, um, if there's any oncology issues or hormonal issues, that becomes very individualized and personal with diffuse hair loss. I see. Well, what if the hair loss is like bald patches, like little spots? I've, I've People have sent us pictures of that. I'm sure you get pictures all the time. Yes. So anytime you see a bald patch, well, that's, a, that's a form of an alopecia. The alopecia can be inflammatory. That alopecia can be... Uh, self-inflicted through a condition like trichotillomania, that it it can be several of things. So when we see that severe bald spot hair loss, though, we recognize that there is something inflammatory that's affecting the follicle of of the actual scalp. What about if the hair is like, um, we talked about this a couple weeks ago with Cindy Crawford, Um, if the hair is like (laughs) kind of, um, it's your hairline is getting thinner around... Um, I'm kind of pointing to um, directly above your the peaks of your eyebrows. So sort of like where men, um, I kind of call, you know, God bless him, uh, rest <laughs> in peace, but like Luke Perry. You know how <laughs> Luke Perry had receding sort of at the temples, like the high points of his, actually the, t- the high points of his forehead. Yes, Does that make my, sense to everyone? Yes, I yes. hope you guys are sticking with me. <laughs> so I feel like as a woman, I'm actually noticing my hairline is is kind of scooting back a little bit. And I noticed that with a lot of women, and that's what Cindy and I were talking about. So that, <laughs> that I love that. That is hormonal. That's kind okay. of a beginning of, that's androgenic, or it's hormonal. Our hairlines, that's where it's going to go, right? So that's the fluctuation of our hormones as we age. Um, depletions in the body after post, when they're doing postpartum or just going through menopause, mm-hmm. perimenopause. Those are the beginning signs of frontal fibrosing. The beauty of it is there are things on the market that are natural frontal and healthy. Frontal fibrosing? Frontal fibrosing, which you want to get in front of that. I've never heard that. Because what happens with hair loss is that it's like almost a loaded gun. And once that first trigger is pulled, it can set off a range of issues. And then it becomes... Then you have multiple triggers, multiple root causes, and you want to stay in front of that and be more preventative. So the goal is really to keep the body and to keep things going where we're not really setting off that initial trigger or just maybe like hairline cranking it up that we can kind of balance. Trichology is all about balancing out the things that we don't want that disrupt the imbalance of the scalp and hair production. And that is what is exciting for me. But... For the folks who are nodding their heads and saying, yeah, my hairline is kind of scooted back a little bit too, what can they do? And I just want to raise my hand here and say that I did talk to a dermatologist about like, hey, should I look into PRP? And they said, it's kind of like you're not going to have that much success with it. PRP is like the... um, Platelet-rich like inge- plasma, yeah. like re-injecting the blood, the whole thing. And they were like, you're going to be wasting your money. I so love what, this what conversation. So I do plant-based stem cell microneedling PRP. And when I compare the images of people that are doing their PRP with their blood platelet plasma PRP, like the real deal, I think plant-based is the way to go. And I, I know plant-based is the way to go. It is a third of the money. It is not invasive, and it's plant stem cells. And I'm seeing, I live it, I work it. Who's certified to do that type of thing besides you? (laughs) So most certified trichologists, or even um, you have hair restoration, plastic surgeons, you Uh, would, would, anyone that microneedles Mm. is going to be getting into doing plant-based stem cells with microneedling because it's no different than what it's approached with skincare, right? Any of the, whether any other, you know, you know, skincare type of uh, procedure. It's the same thing. It's, 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 it's apples and apples to an extent of the technique, what we're using and the other components that are required to get the result from a trichological point of view. The other thing I find, Jessica, is that with that PRP is it's comprehensive. You can't just attack trichology from the top. It has to be blood, cells, and tissue. So I'm thinking about what's going in the body, what I'm doing externally, and what the client is doing at home. It's not just so, oh, I'm going to just do this and you're fine. That I think we probably should have started with that conversation, right? If you're not willing to deal with the internal realities that are required, because it's the same blood, no matter what I do externally, 
If you aren't changing the makeup right. of those deficiencies, right. it does not matter what I do. And you're talking about like vitamin and mineral Diet deficiencies. And yes. Stuff. Dealing with what's happening hormonally. If there are really some hormonal issues, if you're on birth control or you have, let's just say something, let's just take a subject, um, any, any medication. There are many medications out there that really alter the growth cycle of the hair follicle from mood disorder medications to just medications are required from diabetes, you know, just things that people need to survive. Those right. things, once they're, and if there are other underlining factors, if they're genetic triggers or stress triggers or diet triggers, you're now depleting anything that the hair and the scalp would take to stay optimal for the survival of the body, and the body will always win. So if we're not going to address what the body is doing, why are you spending money doing anything externally anyway? Now, and I just want to clarify, you're not saying stop taking your necessary medication, but you can then use supplements and, and diet changes to help balance out if what's going on If you have medications, yes, that means that we have to then focus okay. on how you're going to eat. If you, if you know that, okay. like, I, I require a cholesterol medication, great, we want you to live. So our focus needs to be, like, what that diet is going to be. <laughs> are you open to dietary supplements? Like you're going to have to, you can't. I was going to ask this that. later, but but now might be the time. Is there, in general, you find again and again yourself giving the same advice of a supplement to take or a diet change? Like you need more. We always hear about iron and biotin. Like are these buzzwords yeah. or is that no, true? No, iron iron is real. Biotin. That's uh, we're not going to touch biotin on this. We're not going to touch biotin. We okay. don't touch okay. iron not because, even because going that there. gets that's a whole nother show. You have to have me on for that show because it gets so complicated and like I feel like we give it so many negative sound. It gets gets misconstrued. So let's just stay away from that. Iron, okay. yes, and not only that, it's our iron stores that are ferritin. Those even if they're on the lower end, what science is teaching us: if you're then deficient, say in a vitamin D or a vi- or say just low on a vitamin D and a vitamin C. Your body is not able to store the iron to the levels to let the non-essential tissue uh, okay. to even do its thing. So it's not even that you're unhealthy. It's that you're taking away from the energy that's required to make a healthy scalp and hair. And I think that's where people have to like make those connections. It's not that you're an unhealthy, not great person. You can be vegan and this, all these great things. But if your body is not sustaining it to be able to give you the healthiest scalp and hair— your hair is going to be affected negatively because the body will always win. So is it possible your blood iron levels seem fine, but your body's not using it correctly and you still need a vitamin supplement? There you go. So this is why you need someone that isn't just like looking at a blood panel and 10 minutes in the office. Yeah, because there's real numbers that you're looking at. Like, so where's the ferritin level in comparison to the vitamin D or the zinc or the folate? You're looking at things through the lens and... What are other underlying conditions? Did they just have a baby? Are they on this medic? There's so many things and factors just to be able to guide the person. Like, these are the things that we need to be paying attention to. That And they just may be impacting. We don't even know for sure. But if you really want to get to the root of it, what happens is that when you make a shift in one, the body responds. And that's what's so easy. That's what's so great about it is you. the body does respond. You'll see it. You'll you see, see it, it. You feel it. You feel it. Jess, you know how facialists and derms are always telling us that the skin on our body deserves the same attention as the skin on our face? Well, Sol de Janeiro is giving me the inspiration to actually follow that advice for once. The Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is basically clinically proven skincare and body cream that smells amazing. The fact that the Beige Flor Elastic Cream smells so good and it's really effective makes it perfect two-in-one for me. Totally. The scent would be enough to keep me going, but the Sol de Janeiro Beige Flor Elastic Cream is also packed with some seriously effective skincare ingredients. There's cold press cacay oil. I've also been using the cream on my neck and chest, which is an area that could use some love, but to be honest, I wasn't really inspired to treat it before. However, since I've been using this, I've noticed a big difference. Plus, get this, Sol de Janeiro also did a third-party study of the Beige Flor Elastic Cream and found it improved the appearance of crepiness on consumers' chest skin in just two weeks. It's the smell for me, though, Jen. You can layer the Elastic Cream with Sol de Janeiro's Cherosa 68 Perfume Mist. You know the scent. It smells so good. It's got pink dragon 
grapefruit, lychee essence, vanilla, sun musk, mm -mm -mm, sheer. You can spray it whenever you want, wherever you want, on your hair, your clothing, your body. There's no rules. And we have some great news. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code mascara10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code mascara10 for 10% off. know if the invitations have started coming in for you, but we're about to enter what I like to call what kind of underpinnings should I wear to your wedding season? That's right. We probably all have some cute new dresses for weddings and events coming up this spring, and I'll tell you what needs to go under them. Honey love. I am not about to squeeze my way through another person's wedding in uncomfortable shapewear that rolls up. I got the Honey Love Super Power Short. Full disclosure, I also wore it on New Year's Eve because I had on sequins and I wanted everything to lay smooth. And that's what Honey Love does. The Super Power Shorts have targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts without squeezing your curves, and you won't have to worry about the waist rolling down thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. The Honey Love Super Power Short also gives your butt a nice lift. The shorts have these built-in boost bands that give everything a subtle, comfortable, let's just say boost. We're not talking unbelievable plastic surgery levels of butt lifting, just a little zhuzh. And as you know, Honey Love has more than just sculpt wear. They have incredibly comfortable bras. How many times have Jess and I talked about the bras? They also have tanks, leggings, everything you need for everyday support. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them that we sent you honeylove.com slash mascara. Move with confidence. Thanks to Honey Love. Guys, I have to admit, I like a little bit of luxury, but I don't want to just buy one luxurious item. I want to buy several things. And that's where Quince comes in. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach so I can buy a couple of things. Yeah, you don't like a little bit of luxury. You like a lot of bit of luxury. Okay, it is what... a lot. I guess I, you're right, you're right. Load up your cart though. At Quince, it's totally fine. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk. They partner direct with top factories so they cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings along to you and us. And me, for example, I mean, how many things have I bought from Quince? My latest acquisition is the European linen sheet set. I wanted to jump on that whole linen sheet trend. I want to just feel like Cleopatra. And they have so many great colors. It's breathable, feels luxurious, but doesn't cost luxury prices. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash fatmascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash fatmascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash fatmascara. Talking about feeling things, can we talk about <laughs> itchy scalp? Uh, what what is it when you when you, like if you have an itchy scalp? What are a couple of big like? What are some of the main reasons? Give me like two or three key reasons you'd have an itchy scalp. So I'm gonna approach this to things that people don't even think about for their itchy scalps. Mm. Okay, instead of the obvious, I'm not because and I'm gonna always make this internal. You eat too much. You have too much yeast in your diet. There's too Ooh. much bread. It's a gut thing. Itchy scalp is a gut thing. First, Itchy scalp is a gut thing. It's a gut thing. Okay? That means your body is producing bacteria. We all are, we're just walking bacteria and fungus anyway. Like, when you really think I'm so, yeah. the more I get into this, and I know, Jennifer, you will feel me, like, the science part of me, like, I would have been a science girl if somebody would encouraged me because it's so fascinating. Yeah. Scalp yeah. itchiness is a gut thing or an environmental allergy thing. And I think people also don't take into consideration as a trichologist what products they're using that may be creating allergic reactions to their body. This stuff is not complicated. It's just getting someone to help you think through things in a more like practical, real way. 
Because I think we overuse and okay. overdo, and the body does not want all of that. We, we think about it for our skin, right? There's certain things you would never put on your skin. Your scalp is just an extension of your skin. So if you know you don't use X ingredient on your skin, look at what you're shampooing with or what you're using to give your volume or girl tame those frizzies. Make the connection. It's the same <laughs> thing. It's skin. It's our skin. Or go see Bridget and she'll make the connection. <laughs> <laughs> or visit I know it's right. re- it makes sense to you, but it's it's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. What about, okay, what about flakes? So get, make the connection there. Like what about, like what is actually causing damage? I love this soap. This is my other thing. Are we talking about flakes that look like dried onion flakes? Or are we talking about flakes that look like salt? Ooh, both. Can we talk about both? Ah, okay. Here we go, ladies. Flakes that look like salt, that's dryness and dehydration. That's not that big of a deal. Drink more water. You're using something that's drying your scalp. You're over-shampooing. That's a controllable, easy. You're dry or dehydrated. That's a self-inflicted. Your body's communicating to you. Pay attention to other parts of your body. Look at your skin, you know, look at your feet. Are your feet dry? Like, that's when you start making other connections if you're that's dry very like common. salt. Common and, and okay. seasonal and issue. Dry like onion flake, that is a sign of dandruff. And that dandruff could either be a uh, dry dandruff or a wet dandruff. A wet dandruff meaning you are overly oily creating. I mean, what dandruff is? It's, it is a bacteria. It is not skin that just, it's a bacteria that doesn't allow the top layer of our skins to stay solid. So and I don't want to get like too overly scientific. The bottom line is that cell turns over more rapidly and people think, oh, we got to exfoliate, exfoliate. No, mm-hmm. when you have dandruff, Ooh. you want to settle down. We want them to stay cl- close together and lock in. You bring up a good point because we've been talking a lot about scalp scrubs on this show. Before we get into that, like, are there consumer products, other consumer products out there that could be damaging the scalp that you're not a fan of? Okay. So I'm going to start with the positive first because I love to stay on the high. Okay. I love that. Mm -hmm. Goop Himalayan. I found the one scrub that I'm just like, they, they figured this out. It's the Goop Himalayan, I think, shampoo salt scrub. Blow, okay, blew me okay. away. The only, the first, really, the first textured grainy product I've ever touched that blew me away. I am going to say that, and I did say I gotta, this. I want to try air. it now. I've never no, tried it. No, I did not. I I literally let it sit for like the longest time because I don't. I think there is a person for the scrub. My my problem is that we are we miss because all the scalp the scalp market is opening up. I don't like to be behind them because the wrong person gets a scrub because they think it's not okay and I don't feel good about that. But there is a market for that. But I don't think we've gotten to a place where we are clearly letting the consumer know which one of these scalp products would be good for you. And I'm not going to put that out there because, yes, every pro- there is a value system to every proposition to these products. But if they're not married with the right person, it could be a disaster. And I'm not, we're not having the right conversations for me to be able to have that honest conversation, if that makes sense. It does. Okay. Are there any other products, um, just shampoos, conditioners, that's out there that people come to you and they say, I'm trying whatever, and you're like, please stop. Ooh. (laughs) You know, the one thing I wish people would stop a lot of these... these anecdotal home remedies of like, and I'm all, I, I went to Aveda for, I'm the most hippie spiritual girl. Give me an oil and some vinegar water. I will figure it out. So I'm <laughs> that person. I'm all for the fermentation. Yeah. It's just so, because we don't know enough and people don't understand a lot of things on their scalp are really bacterial and fungus imbalances. We are feeding these things with the wrong things. So all these anecdotal Girl, use this. Those make me crazy. Like, stop thinking like your kitchen... Like fermented rice water, black castor oil, Stop thinking your kitchen is going to heal your yeah. scalp. Your kitchen is for eating in your <laughs> body. Just, just don't start cooking on the scalp. Why are don't we cooking, cooking on the scalp? I don't understand. Why are we doing that? Go see a professional. <laughs> Wait, I, I've got a question. I've got this thing in my, in my um, shower, and I love it. Not completely sure what it does. I'm sure the product description is on the website, but I'm going to ask an expert. 
It is this little, like, it looks like a little brush and it has little, like, nodules on it. And it's for your scalp. And it, I, it's like rubbery. And it's like, I don't, I think it's supposed to like I know massage it, yeah. your scalp. Is it like exfoliating brush? Like an exfoliator? The, 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 nos, the nodules, like the, it's like a, I, am I saying it right? It's like nodules are rubber. Rub, nubbins. It, yeah. The nubbins. It's like the a scalp, it looks like a rubber scalp massager, but they're marketing them now. It looks like a porcupine. Okay, so I'm a fan of, yeah, I get down with that. I think the scalp needs okay. to be, I get down with that. I think the scalp needs to be uh, manipulated more. I think we need to touch our scalps more. And this is just, no, don't get me started, like, just on my esoteric, like, just my understanding of us releasing the tension of one of the parts of our bodies that source. We think and stress all damn day long. Relieve some of that from your body. Yes. We Do you think need- that's the point of this little nubbin, nubbin brush? Partly, and it does keep those, fi- those muscles firing. Oh, and there's just a new study that has come out. This is so interesting. I just learned this last week and uh, shout out to the World Trichology Society Summit. They now have found that people that suffer from androgenic hair loss, there is a higher proportion of fat in the hair follicle to muscle ratio. So the erector pili muscle, which actually is responsible for making all the nutrient cellular turnover, people with androgenic hair loss, genetic hair loss, they have done a study where they see the, the fat proposition or proportion to the muscle layer in the follicle is higher than people that suffer with hair loss. Oh, my God. Mus- doesn't matter work, about your BMI or anything. Just your fatty scalp muscle. It's the like fatty pores. tissue. And work that muscle <laughs> so that it stays stronger. I am a belief. Yes, I believe science. Is like a massage, like scalp massage. Yes. Using this little nubby brush. Yes. Okay. Make that, make that muscle work. And we really don't because we ignore that part of our body for the majority of our life. Yeah, especially yeah. the less we shampoo our hair, we're not rubbing our scalps that frequently. Like, No, I never touch my scalp. Yes, because it needs to be stimulated. Oh. Yes, because it's begging oh, you for a, it. I love a shampoo massage. Here's a question. Do you, is this true? I remember hearing that like in Japan, the, you know, shampoo, I would say shampoo artists, like the hairstylist, they are trained more on like a scalp massage for the during the shampoo. Is that a myth that I'm somebody so told me? I'm so glad you asked true? this question because in New York, all of the high profile salons that had famous Japanese owners and stylists, the entire shampoo experience was healing. They made it a healing yeah. experience. So I absolutely, I mean, I just personally, again, I'm an Aveda girl. I am, I'm hocus pocus. I believe. You make me figure out how to make this body, touch your spirit, calm your heart, make you feel... I believe in all of that. So, yes. And I I think I approach my work. That is, I believe... I'm I'm rooted in that. So, of course, my answer is going to be yes. And even if someone out here does not believe it, I believe just the intentionality that I give behind the work that I do, you're going to feel a difference because... That is absolutely that, that's the gift that I feel that you're allowing me the opportunity to be in your space like that. Absolutely, one thousand percent. I you can feel intention in, intentionality. Yeah. You can feel that. yeah. And so when I have yeah. been blessed to be in spaces with like very uh, and and they're very like disciplined in their methods of how they cut their shampoo experiences are just ask anyone that I'm that can hear us that has been to any, even anyone that had any type of Japanese aesthetic to their salon, they know what I'm talking about around the world. I know everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, for sure. I I used to go to this when, um, I always talk about like the few years that I wasn't in beauty, but like when I was worked, when I, the few years that I was not in beauty, <laughs> when I was in New York, I used to go to Say Tomoko on West 4th Street. Um, it's still there. And it was very, you know, inexpensive. It was $45 for a haircut, which, you know, in New York is not a lot of money. And I would go. But um, long story short, the shampoo experience was like you were at, you know, like the Pierre. It was unbelievable. And then the haircut was like, you know, it's good. But it was unbelievable. Like my leg would like shake. And it that's, so I love that, Jessica. That's healing. Like, I don't know. I just believe in touch. Like touch is... Touch of scalp is so essential. And I think 
you know, as a trichologist who first, and you know, I come from like the aesthetic side. I am all visual. Don't get it twisted. I am definitely like texture. And so I I, I do come from the, the beauty of creation, but to be able mm-hmm. to touch people's crown chakras and for people to put their their heads in my hands, like I take that, I feel that's an honor. And I believe that a lot of the Japanese sure. approach appreciation for just that energy, like you feel that. And I've all that's all something that's always resonated with me for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, the internal a little bit more. Are there any um, yummy foods that we should be chowing down on if we want, you know, great hair? I mean, I, I like, and, and, and are there limits to that? Surely, right? So I am not a nutrition. I say this with a disclaimer. I am not a nutritionist or dietitian, right? I do believe that I don't think you have to be so... Uh, so planned out or charted to like have a dietitian to figure out, you know what your body needs. You know what you eat. You know what we do. Stop with all the eggs. You know, we know. We know that what we What if she be was better. like, Cheetos are great, soda, <laughs> lots of alcohol. <laughs> I mean, it's a little bit of a gimme question. Sorry. It's like I, know, I, I wrote right? that question and now I'm no, thinking about it. I'm like, I'm of like, course you should be eating healthy. Yes, right? we know that. So what I'm going to say is this. I want to give people things that they're to really think about and walk away with. When it comes to hair loss and scalp production, we know there's a connection with vitamin D. And for some reasons, our bodies aren't processing it. Or we, and so I have all these theories that I will not go onto, like my crazy brain. But we do know there's a connection with low vitamin D. So I like people to say, make connections with how your body stores and processes and how you're getting vitamin D. You can get vitamin D in a plethora of ways, both through greens, supplements, But if you are experiencing any type of scalp and hair issue, the vitamin D, Mm -hmm. and like I always, I'm a green drinker because I know I am a wine drinker. So I make that my shtick. Like I have a green juice every day. That makes me feel good psychologically, like I'm doing something. And occasionally I'll mix a little bit of vitamin C, like pink grapefruit juice, because that vitamin C and that green intake and that iron is essential And because I am managing my own particular condition, I stay on a hair supplement. I stay on vitamin D. I stay on omega, you know, my omega. So I know that because of the condition that I have, there is a reality of the life that I want to live that I have to be mindful of how my body is using the energy to like keep me healthy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get too personal, but can I ask what supplement you take for your, and and the name of the alopecia that you have is central centrifugal cicatricial alopecia ccca that has a genetic component like you said right it's a it's an and it's autoimmune yeah a lot of every like everything right is everything is autoimmune we don't know but we will get there i believe that if enough of us are like really advocating and making these connections who would not be interested when you can make these kind of connections like you know, 20 years ago, they weren't really making the connections that it's something that is a gene that is predisposed to people that have African ancestry, you know, in their DNA. So we do, it, it is exciting because we are finally like making some progress and the studies are are happening. And so what what do you take to help balance out what, your, what genetic hands you were dealt? Right. So I take Viviscal Pro. I, that is, I alternate between Viviscal Pro and Norquin for women. I also don't have any fish allergies. And again, there are other things because we know marine life has this magnificent benefit to scalp and hair, but you have to make sure you're not allergic to this and this and that. That's why a trichologist is important because we go through to help you. Do you need to be mushroom-based? Can you be marine-based? Do you need to be like silica-based? You know, we have to go through these, all of the possible natural possibilities to give you options to do your research to see really what you want to be committed to and how you want to go. Me, I'm the I want easy. My body responds to marine, it works. Viviscal and Norcrit, yeah. I alternate. I also increase, I just keep a high dose of vitamin D in my body. So I take it twice a day. I also take omegas twice a day. Um, because what we do know with CCCA, and I will still get the triggers, my spot will like it will still manifest. But what happens when yeah. the bot, when the when the cells are shocked and all the hair falls out, because I know how to manage it within a week, like I'm already back to seeing hair growing. Also, because I keep all those things in my body 
And then I obsessively do my topicals, procedures on myself so that I can minimize the space between me having nothing to having a little bit of something that I can cover up. I, I know there's people out there sitting right now like, I want to go see Bridget in person, and maybe they're not able to. So you set up like this program if people can't come to you. And also if someone can't find a trichologist in their own town, root cause scalp analysis, did I say? Root cause yes. is what it's called, right? Yes, and I know it's what so is long. It? Tell us yes. about it. So this is all about root causes. And when, what I want people to recognize is doctors, your dermatologist, they may find, they'll be like, oh, this is a f- deficient. And they stop at that one. When it comes to trichology, my job is to go deeper. It's never a one root cause. If you have significant hair loss or scalp issues that physically have already manifested themselves, there's going to be a multitude of things that we have to consider. You don't have to consider them all, but I think it's a place of power to say, hey, you don't have to accept all of this, but these may be triggers. And the reality is, is that no one can give you a one fact, factual cause because we don't know. And I'm just honest about that. We really don't I trust know. people more when they say that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, wait, so we, is this a website, by the way, an app? Promote your, so, promote okay, your program, yes. Bridget. Okay, here I go. <laughs> it's a progressive web app, which means that it has the functions. So you can take images like if you were on a mobile app. It also is a platform okay. where I can communicate with anyone that comes through my service because I believe trichology is like a long-term, like I have to adjust with you. You might be pregnant this month and when the baby's here, then you're breastfeeding. Like for me to do my work well, it is just about pro- this progression of telling you how to alter the things that you know are your triggers. So the root cause scalp analysis allows me to have a profile on you. You get a one-on-one with me. In 90 days, I see you again. And then you have access to me as life is happening because once you establish your root cause triggers, you yourself are empowered with information of how you need to make decisions as you go through life to manage those things. Because you know those root causes exist, should your body get highly stressed, you might have some diffuse shedding. What are you going to do about it? Guess what? You already have an action plan and know how to address it. And that's really what I want to do. I think the products are going to be out there. I mean, science, the products are great. All the hair loss serums, they're all kind of made of the same shit. We know it works naturally. Like, science is working. Like, we know, and I love that. Then it becomes a matter of how it feels in your hair texture, right? Like, how it performs for you. But they're really great they're really great items out there right now. This is not something that you have to struggle with. The challenge is finding out what you're treating, and that is where I want it to enter the marketplace. And will you tell people, like, once you help them, then you can say, try this product. And if they're like, yes. it's greasy and my hair laid flat, you'll be like, okay, this, this one has the same ingredient, but it's slightly different. You get it, Jennifer. And there's a human yes. behind this. This is yes. not some weird algorithm talking no, to you. It's Bridget. No, this is me. This is me. And that okay, is what cool. I love. That is me. So... It's a three, like I literally sit down, like I get so excited in my schedule and I have like my little reports to put out because it's just the passion that I feel of making. I'm so loud. I'm getting loud. I'm sorry. You're excited. (laughs) You're passionate. No, please. This is is what people are looking for. I think what bothers me the most, it's not that there is not enough, like there is some great formulation happening. Like they get chemistry. It's happening. What people don't know is what they are treating. And what I find sometimes is they people have lit, the amount of people that I see, especially women of color, black women who wear protective styles are being diagnosed with conditions when they literally have bacterial and fungus infections on their skin. Like a doctor just sees their skin color you, and makes yes, a guess. Yes, you have alopecia, you, had you have traction alopecia. Yeah. I'm going to give you cortisol. You're like, this, this woman had a staph infection in her body. Like, forget her hair. Do you know what I you mean? You see like, the whole person. Yes. Yeah. So I say all that to say is, if we can just get people to make the right connections of, what you need to treat, because we are doing the work. I think the beauty industry is evolving. I think clean beauty, it's exciting. Let's just get people the mm-hmm. right direction of what they need to make it work for them. Match them up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. So can we talk about just products in general and what you are loving? Like, what are you actually using yourself right now? Me personally? Yeah. It doesn't need to be just hair. It could be like everything. It could be like skin, hair, like 
treatment? What oh, this are will be interesting. Exactly? So as I got into my 40s, mm-hmm. I'm allergic to almost every single preservative in every beauty product, believe it or not. And it only happens when it touches, like, I work in it all day, doesn't touch, if it touches my face or my eyes, like, I was getting this shedding eczema and looking like a skeletor, flaky, crazy thing, looking like my husband was beating me up at night because I was, like, waking up in flame. So I had to, I'm a a beauty junkie, so Drug Elephant was my lifesaver because I had to stop every amazing product that I love. And Drunk Elephant, I'm like really diving in. I think I did a good job today because I'm on vacation. So I so did their a little preservative mask. system doesn't bother They're you. Perfect. Yeah. Like I'm just like, did I do okay. I did a mask last night because you know I took some self-care. Um, I am a Renee Frutterer styling girl gel. That's just the gel that works in my hair. I don't I like a polished curl when I do wear my curl and I'm not lazy wearing a scarf. I wear scarves a lot because I am lazy and it's protective. Because I have this condition, you and know. And it looks chic. What are you talking about? Girl, I like it too, but people be talking about me. I'd be like, I don't. And, I, and then my daughter was like, you think you grow inches when you wear a scarf. I was like, these are my inches. You're like, this is mommy's job. I know what's <laughs> happening under there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for me and my scalp, I do just try to protect my hair fiber. And I like my scalp not exposed because it is sensitive. I am managing. I do keep a great head of hair, I must admit, but I work at it. I don't over shampoo. I do a lot of scalp massages and oils, and I don't shampoo my hair a lot. This is embarrassing, but I will tell you all, I only put a detergent-based shampoo in my hair when I cover my when I color my hair. And I'm lazy. But that works for you. This is what you were saying. Like exactly. somebody else could be totally different. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like I love people finding their patterns. I know my silk fake ponytail scarf works for me. I know shampooing works for me when I only color. And that's how I'm keeping my yeah. scalp and my hair balanced. And what I try to do is give people the freedom to say, stop asking the girl next door who does not even have your hair. Why are you asking the yeah. girl who does not have hair that looks like Or don't take away from does? this podcast. Bridget said don't shampoo. Yes, She's talking about please. herself, oh everyone. Oh, my God. Please do not do that. <laughs> this works for me. I'm a coily type girl. Yeah. I have a scalp condition. I rinse my hair every day. I use other... I have a whole other system. So don't take sound bites and then make this be like... That's what I'm saying. Everybody needs a detergent-based shampoo in their regimen. How it's used is what the issue is. Some people have mm-hmm. to use it more frequently. My daughter, who is an athlete, she has very and suffers from some type of um, dermatitis. She has to use a detergent-based shampoo every week. That would destroy my scalp and hair. But she's someone yeah. that has to do that because of her condition. With her tight, coily, slightly different texture, but she's a coily girl. But she does have to use a detergent-based sudsy shampoo every week. I feel like a lot of our listeners are sitting out there and really ready for your website and like want to go meet you. By the way, we should say that. We'll put it in our show notes and everything, but where can yeah, people find what you? What is the website? Bridgethill.com. And there's a link there for the root cause scalp analysis. Um, you can also yeah. find me on IG at The Scalp Therapist. And that's really where I'm living right now. I'm enjoying this root cause scalp analysis platform because my goal, like I said, is to help people recognize that we are more in control of of the production of what our hair and scalp can do. You've got to go inward and you've got to find out what works for you and do the work to make those body-beauty connections. Or get Bridget to do it for you. Or just, (laughs) yes. As a partnership. Yes. Come through the the panel because at least, because once you come through and you start, because we're smart. That's the other thing. Stop dumbing us down. We know what our body, like we know our body. So once someone can be like, let me tell you what you should be paying attention to. Once you have that right information, we're going to be good to go. Like, you just need the right yeah. information and know how to process what your body is telling you. And that is what the root cause scalp analysis is all about. That's great. I think it's going to be a lifesaver for a lot of our listeners. Oh, thank you. Before we let you go, we do this at the end of every show with our guests just to get a little more personal, know who they are. Um, Before we let you go, we're going to do our speed round, our Fat Mascara 5. Easy questions. Don't think too hard. Are you ready? All right, let's go. Let's do it. What's the first beauty beauty or grooming product that you remember falling in love with? Girl, Paul Mitchell Foaming Paw May. (laughs) Okay, I remember it. Um, (laughs) What quality do you admire most in other people? 
kindness. What is your favorite indulgent snack? Champagne. Oh, I don't think anybody's ever said that. That's an excellent answer. Um, what's the most played song on your playlist right now? Oh my gosh, St. John. St. John, um, St. John Monica Lewinsky. I think I'm playing that a lot. Okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm going to look that up afterwards. <laughs> if there were a movie to be made of your life, who would be the narrator? Ooh. Oh my God. My daughter. That's oh, beautiful. Lovely. I love that. This was so good. I learned so much. And I don't even know if I need a trichologist, but I'm like ready to oh, go to one. Oh, Jennifer, just for the, you guys, like, come do the, please come through so I can see you again. Just go through the- Yeah, I know. The, I'm like ready for your dermis. We need your energy like, and your touch. Yeah. I'm ready for your healing hands. Okay, thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beige Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.